Hi, I'm Sophie, and you're listening to Navigating New York, a podcast where I chat with people living and working in one of the most fast-paced cities in the world. Through these conversations, I hope to make living in the Big Apple a little less overwhelming. As the song goes, if you can make it here, you'll make it anywhere. So whether you're living here now, planning to move, or just interested in hearing real stories from people pursuing that American dream, I hope that you enjoy. Hello and welcome back to Navigating New York. This episode is just me, Sophie, on to chat a bit about our amazing Navigating New York for Sober October Challenge for Solace House. And as promised, a wee bit about what inspired this challenge and my own journey with alcohol. It's now the second week of November and I'd originally planned to do this episode last week when Sober October had just finished. But I was dosed with the cold, which wouldn't have been nice listening for you. So here we are in the second week of November and I'm delighted to be on here just to have a casual chat, which I've never done before. So I hope you get something from this. It was the New York City Marathon on Sunday and I just wanted to start the episode off by saying congratulations to any listeners who ran the marathon. What an achievement. I think anyone who's been at the New York City Marathon knows it's the best day of the year here. There's so much excitement and love in the city and there's over a million people go out and cheer on the runners. It's just great that it went ahead and I had some friends running and there were so many Irish runners this year. I was tracking like 30 people I knew and everyone did so well. I did the marathon three years ago and it will forever be my favourite experience here. You really see the city in a new way and you literally run through every borough. So such a class way to experience New York. So if you've never done it, you definitely should consider entering. Even if you don't think you can run that far, I assure you, you will be able to. Okay, so anyway, as I say, it's just me chatting today, so it will be shorter than most of my episodes, and I'll try not to bore you, but if you have listened to some of my episodes, you may know that I decided to quit drinking just over two years ago, and I thought this would be a good time to chat to you a bit about that, seeing as it ties in with Sober October. So first off, I just want to give a huge shout out to anyone who participated or donated to our Sober October Challenge for Solace House. Solace House, as you may be aware, are a charity that provide free counselling for anyone who's experiencing suicidal thoughts or anyone who's been bereaved by suicide. Their services are completely free, so no matter what your status is here, please know that you always have a place to go if you need it. I think um, most people have been touched by suicide in some way, and I just think it's important that we know there are places out there to turn to for support. And Solace House have two locations here in New York. They've one in Queens and one in Yonkers. You can call them for help and you set up a free counselling session and go from there. And I'm going to put their direct phone number and website in the notes below this episode. So the idea behind Sober October for Solace House was not just to challenge people to stay off the beer for a stretch of time, but more so to raise awareness about the link between alcohol and depression or negative feelings. And even if this isn't something you experience, it can become progressive. And I think it's good just to keep an eye on it in general. And I'll chat more about it. But if you completed the 31 days, congratulations. I hope you feel great for it. And maybe you're going to keep going. I got a lovely message off a podcast listener today who didn't do Sober October, but is doing a sort of Sober November. And she's already 14 days in. And I just think it's so great. Like, it's so good that people are 
you know, kind of counting their days and like have a goal. And it's just it inspires me. So if you didn't complete it, don't be hard on yourself. The good thing about this is any day at all is a new opportunity to try something like this again. And as I say, it's just more opening up our minds to the lingering effects of alcohol on our mental health which was a big goal for this challenge. So we raised over two and a half thousand dollars for Solace House throughout the month. And I can't go on without mentioning our main supporter of the challenge, Gym Plus Coffee. So Gym Plus Coffee are an Irish athleisure wear brand that got in touch with me because of the podcast and they really loved the idea of the challenge. I was so thrilled because as a brand, I feel like they're kind of unique because they focus on creating community and conversations around mental health. And they really emphasize how exercise and activity and community can help keep us, you know, keep our mental health in check. Gym Plus Coffee have loads of events and resources to help people um, support each other, not just in Ireland and the UK, but they're going global, which is great. And also their stuff is so nice, great quality and they ship here to the US so they give everyone a discount and they give one person who donated a full Gym Plus Coffee get up. That one person was Stephen Parr. We picked a random name out of the donations and I was delighted Stephen won the Gym Plus Coffee outfit because he did the marathon so congrats Stephen. And then the Irish Breakfast Box came on board and donated five dollars from every breakfast box they sold in October to the challenge. Irish Breakfast Box, they provide a drop-off service that offers collections of Irish breakfast bits. So they're delivering the culinary experience of the Irish Mammy's full Irish breakfast. They deliver all over the US and their box is so cool. It's really fancy looking, it's dark green, really nice packaging. And it's such a quirky treat for Irish expats away from home. So thank you, Niall. Finally, the beautiful court lady Caroline Wilkins came on board and offered a generous discount for her stunning jewellery, SBB The Collection. It's all handmade by Caroline here in New York. I had Caroline on the podcast earlier this season and she's just such a special, kind person. She really, really advocates for being open about mental health and expresses that through her work and her creations. She actually chatted about creativity being a vehicle for expression and healing in our episode and I was really in awe of her own mental health journey. And also the Irish Breakfast Box and Caroline's collection are both small Irish owned businesses here in New York. And I think it's such a testament to the generosity of our community here that they wanted to get involved for such a worthy cause. So a heartfelt thank you to them both. Anyway, I wanted to chat a little about my own journey with going sober, which is what spurred on this challenge. But I'm aware that I, if I start chatting, we could be here all day. So actually, Gym Plus Coffee asked me to write a wee blog piece for their website about our Sober October challenge for Solace House and a bit of, of my background and my story. So if it's OK with all of you, I'm going to read that now, as I think it has a bit more structure than I would just have blithering on here. So I hope you take something from it and I'll be back with a full episode with an actual guest, a really good guest next week. So take care and I'll chat to you soon. October can feel like a long month. Those bright summer evenings are beginning to fade and the mornings start getting colder. It seems like autumn or fall, as they call it here in the US, just arrived one morning and those warm summer evenings retired for another year. I've always felt that when there are less daylight hours, it can be so hard to find motivation to be productive and do the things we know are good for our overall health and well-being. Personally, accountability is essential for me to actually do the things I've set out to do. If I say, I'll do yoga in the morning or I'll get up and go for a run before work, 
Sometimes it's just so easy to press snooze and get that extra hour in my warm, cozy bed. But if I've committed to doing the run with a friend or have actually booked the class online, I will get up and go and I'll feel a million times better afterwards. Who can be affording cancellation fees anyway? This is part of the reason I wanted to launch a Sober October Challenge. To have a group of people keeping each other accountable by committing to something together for a good cause with plenty of support behind them. Through this podcast, I chat to people living and working in the Big Apple about their journeys to where they are today. What was initially set out to be a career-focused podcast has organically shifted into storytelling and intimate conversations about the different struggles we face at various stages in our lives. My guests chat about their earlier pursuits of success and what we deem that success to look like. I find that there are two areas of conversation that seem to come up consistently, and they are mental health and our innate want for community. My own mental health and emotional well-being has been a priority for me over the past two years. In September of 2019, when I was at a low point in my life, I decided to try to stop drinking alcohol. I never thought two years later I would still be off it and how much my life would change. At that point, I was pretty hopeless and not sure if I could sustain it, but I knew something badly needed to change and I asked for help. I knew people who had stopped drinking and I reached out. This is why the Sober October Challenge was in aid of Solace House, because I don't think suffering in silence is ever the answer. I wouldn't have gotten out of the dark place I was in without a lot of help and support from good people around me. And even if you don't think alcohol is an issue for you, maybe there's something else that causes you pain. And in that case, my message is, no matter what it is that causes us pain or shame, it really is possible to turn that pain into our power. So why did I need to quit drinking, you might be wondering. In all honesty, drinking excessively or binge drinking was something I was doing more often than I wanted to. Going for a few drinks rarely ever stopped at a few, and the fast-paced lifestyle associated with Manhattan was beginning to take over. I was burnt out. Working in events and marketing, I was always on the go and always out, at a work event, a fundraiser, networking. And like many industries in New York, my job meant working and socialising often came hand in hand. In my early 20s, I was well able for it. I always had a part-time job on top of my full-time job, and looking back, I seemed to always have energy. The late nights didn't seem to take a toll on me. I still had energy to get up, work out, go to work, and maybe head out again after work. However, at around 25, 26 years old, things gradually changed. Drinking was becoming associated with every part of my work and social life. And in New York, everyone else is doing it. It's like a work hard, play hard attitude. And so you really don't see it as a problem. But it started taking its toll on me. My energy was really low. I wasn't sleeping well. I wasn't hopping up out of bed to go to the gym before work. And if I did have a night off, all I wanted was a glass of wine on the sofa to wind down. That might turn into two glasses or three glasses and so on. I would try to stop drinking for a period, but always felt like I was being boring or missing out on life in my 20s. And honestly, I find not drinking hard. That to me was a clear sign I was relying on it. Relying on it to blow off steam, to relax, to just be comfortable. And that scared me. On the outside, it probably looked as if I was doing great. I had lots of friends, a brilliant and supportive boyfriend and a great job. But I was struggling. In retrospect, I was probably working more hours than I should have been and finding it difficult to find balance. Alcohol was constantly available to me, 
work lunches with wine, networking events with open bars, catching up with the girls. I would always have an excuse for a drink. And in case you didn't already know, the drinking culture in New York is like everything else here, big and loud. I wasn't making time for the things we need to do to keep ourselves well. I wasn't exercising as much as I used to be and I felt heavy and tired. It was all work and socialising. Anytime I would let the thoughts settle that I might be drinking too much and too often, those cliché slogans would excuse everything for me. Work hard, play hard. You're only in your 20s in the greatest city in the world. Don't be so hard on yourself. Do you ever notice how alcohol is marketed as the answer for everything? Stressed? Have a drink. Celebrating? Drink. Long day? You need a drink. One day in early September 2019, I woke up on a Monday morning feeling low. I'd been out in the city over the weekend, but funnily enough, I've had much wilder sessions than that particular weekend. But I still woke up feeling exhausted. I physically felt like I couldn't lift my head off the pillow. I had no motivation. I felt disconnected from myself and the people around me and overall I knew I wasn't happy in myself. That day I called in sick and I lay in bed sobbing. What the hell was wrong with me? Where is the energetic happy Sophie that came to New York all them years ago? I was so frustrated at myself. So I got the notes on my phone out and I started to write down what I would change about my life if I had the power to do so, to start feeling better. Everything on that list pointed to one thing. I wasn't doing any of the things I was passionate about because my life was revolving around work and socialising and alcohol. The good habits I've always had in order to stay mentally well had somehow fallen way down in my priority list, like exercising and making time for myself and the people I love. I'd slipped into a habit of drinking too much and too often. In my own experience, I didn't realise just how much alcohol was playing a part in my emotional well-being until I cut it out. It was in the first month of sobriety that my eyes opened to how the effects of alcohol can linger both in the body and mind for days and days after drinking. It was on that day I decided I was going to attempt to give up alcohol. I kept it quiet for a while and avoided socialising for a few weeks. I won't lie, the first few weeks and months were hard. I had to lean on people I trusted a lot. And then somehow, everything started getting easier for me. That negative voice in my head was quiet. I wasn't constantly feeling as if I needed to come up for air. My weekends were so much longer and more wholesome and I was prioritising exercise, reading and being present with the people I love. Not to mention the physical benefits began to show themselves. After a stretch of not drinking, I'd lost weight, my skin was glowing and I felt myself feeling physically and mentally lighter. Two years on and I haven't looked back. I used to dread people asking, why are you not drinking? And at the start I felt ashamed or that I was uncool. But over time I've realised that it was causing me pain and suffering and now I can see that pain is my power. I'm so much happier in my own skin now and by chatting openly about how alcohol was affecting my mental health, I'm hopefully breaking that stigma for even just one more person. The breakthroughs we're having in society about the importance of minding our mental health really is incredible and there are many different areas of importance we should consider when we speak about mental health and alcohol is certainly one of them. I'm so proud to be part of a generation that are acknowledging the importance of minding our mental health. Sober October not only raised money for an incredible life-saving charity in New York, but I hope that it also raised awareness about the damaging effects alcohol has on our mental health. Thank you to Gym Plus Coffee for supporting this challenge and helping us to raise awareness around this important issue. I'm always open for a chat about this if you ever feel you need to reach out to someone. 
Thanks for listening. Yeah.